Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. We're here with Deirdre Breckenridge. She's the author of Answers for Modern Communicators, a guide to effective business communication. It's great to have you with us, Deirdre. Thank you. It's great to be here, Taryn. So my first question right out of the gate is, what is a modern communicator? Because that's specifically in the title, and then we'll get to business communication. But let's start with modern communicator. Who is a modern communicator and who isn't a modern communicator, I guess? So you might think that the modern communicator might be somebody who's traditionally trained, like me, almost 30 years in communications. But today, if you think about the way media has changed and social media, you have all of these citizen journalists and voices rising up and entrepreneurs and people within companies speaking, you have a lot of communicators on behalf of a business. So it's so important that they understand how to navigate new media, advancing technology, and create better experiences for customers. Right. So I guess my question is, the book is about answers for modern communicators. What are the questions? (laughs) So the questions, I've been curating questions. This book has been percolating for a really long time. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when you write a book, it's giving birth. This one is like twins. Uh I started back in, I guess it was 2003, 2004, when there were a lot of changes in communications and questions were being asked of me. And I would answer them, but I would answer it in the classroom or I would answer to my employees at my agency or in presentations. And then in 2013, 2014, 10 years later, the answers were fast and furious. They're on Twitter. They still are. Mm -hmm. They flow in through my Twitter feed. They're on Facebook. People are going to LinkedIn to LinkedIn message me on Skype. And I thought to myself, so many questions I have answers that I've been sharing. Let me share a little bit more, whether it's one person I'm helping or thousands of people. This was my way of giving back after 30 years. Tell us a little bit about your background. You've been teaching for 30 years at the university level. (laughs) I was um, a public relations and marketing professional working for other agencies for about 10 years. Okay. Then I decided, wow, if I can do this for somebody else, I will go out on my own and start my own business. Mm -hmm. I did. I got acquired by a larger agency. And when I got into the agency world, um, started working for companies, I saw all the challenges. I was approached by a publisher. I wrote my first book in the year 2000 and I started teaching. I would use my books in the classroom. So this is book number six. Six. (laughs) Thank you. And I've been progressing over the years and using those books and helping PR professionals and marketers. The second part of the title says, and we mentioned a guide to effective business communication. So what do you mean by that? So you're right, it can. Uh, Communication is at the heart of a business, if you think about it. You are building relationships with your customers. Mm -hmm. And through those relationships, uh, you have to get to know them better. And you do that through effective communication. And I really feel that businesses and business leaders need to surround themselves with modern communicators who can help them navigate. So here you have business leaders who are, in some cases, struggling 
to reach their stakeholders, whether it's their own employees mm. or their customers, their, could be their suppliers, could be the media, could be anybody. And you really need professionals who are going to help them understand how do you reach people and get permission to share information? What channels would that be for millennials? Right. Talk about Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to reach entrepreneurs? Should you be on Facebook Live? So, so many portals, so many places that I mean, you could be. Think about it. I mean, you have LinkedIn, you mm-hmm. have Snapchat. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, there's the, the basics, the Facebook, Twitter, but now LinkedIn and Snapchat and, you exactly. know, traditional IM. And there's just... There's so much. And attention spans are so fragmented throughout mm-hmm. the channels. Right. Um, and let's face it, there was a study in 2013 that it's a Microsoft study that came out that said the highly digitized individual has an eight second attention span. That's one second less than a goldfish. Right. And, you know, we, we have our smartphones, we're on all of these different channels. Yeah. It's really difficult. Right. So answers in the book address, how are we going to reach people? How are we going right. to communicate more effectively? How are we going to excite them? How are we going to build champions with our own employees right. through communication? When you wrote this, is the target reader someone who's a little older, who's trying to reach a younger Audience who's trying to communicate, someone in the C-suite who's trying to communicate with the millennial staff who, you know, are the next generation of leaders? That's a really interesting question. So I think it spans generations. Okay. This book is actually meant for the classroom. Mm -hmm. It's meant for students. It's meant for graduates. But it's also meant for practicing professionals who have many, many questions about the changes that are going on. And it's meant for executives because whether they're handling their own communication or business owners, or they need to know, what do my modern communicators, what should they be doing? Right. So it kind of spans all generations. There's a lot to get to. So I guess someone in the C-suite, should they be speaking for themselves or do you think they should have people representing them in there? in their company who are communicating for them. (laughs) I love this question because I always say that if you're an executive, I know you're really busy, but if you have a purpose, I would never stop you from communicating. So if you have, um, you want to get your expertise out there and your thought leadership, there is a, a place, a channel that you can do that. Your modern communicators will be listening and looking at the data, and they're going to know what your customers or any constituent wants from you, where you need to be, and how you're going to reach people more effectively. So I appreciate executives who are Mm hands-on, but there should be supportive modern communicators around them also listening protecting them should anything bubble up through communication. Right. Reputations, everything. What do you think is the biggest mistake people are making at all levels in terms of this navigating this world of modern communication? Is there something you see time and time again that you tell your students, this is what's happening, this is what, this is what needs to change or be you know, improved <laughs> upon? Yes. Yeah, so lots of, lots of changes and, and improvements, definitely. I'll take it from the business angle. Okay. Some of the mistakes, I think business professionals forget that communication has to happen in good and in bad times. Mm. And sometimes they're not using their own people on the inside to be their champions. So in times of good, right, you want your champions to be sharing and and cheering you on and really proud of what they're doing, but they forget to involve their champions in their brand Mm. and educating them about 
the brand values and what the company stands for and the mission. So when you give them something good to share, they want to through, let's say, social media. Okay. And it's the same thing in times of negative. They forget to tell their employees mm. who then when negative issues happen, rumors circulate. It goes outside of the company. When they're asked questions, they share things probably they shouldn't be saying. Right. So you need to educate them and tell them what they can talk about and let them know if you get questions from media or bloggers, here's who you bring it right. to. So communicating with your own, good communication starts on the inside on the of the inside. company. And there's work to be done. It's like that's how rumors get started, that game of telephone, how it starts one exactly. thing and then it, you know, five minutes later, it's completely different. But totally it's a good different. metaphor for if you're not handling, you know, it's like a crisis situation from the inside and you're just letting, you know, it's like the wild, wild west with, with what can happen. <laughs> exactly. Know, what you're exactly. And you, and you don't want that to happen if you own a business Right. That's the worst thing that can happen. C-Suite Radio. So we've talked a little bit about social media, but I'd imagine, you know, as a modern communicator and as a teacher and an expert in the subject, how do you advise people? I mean, there, like we mentioned there's so many portals. Is it important to be on every single portal? You mentioned, you know, that what was it, the eight second attention span? It's, right. You know, you're constantly getting the alert from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter. And that's why everything's moving so fast because you have messages, you know, it's like you pick your poison. You know, some people are more Instagram direct messengers. Some people are Facebook messengers. Some people are Twitter direct message, (laughs) email and text. And it goes on and on and on and on. So you you have to manage all these places in the book. Do you advise you have to be for the modern communicator has to be on all these things. Otherwise you'll get lost in the sauce. So the modern communicator has to be aware of all of these things. So, for example, um, anything that launches, you know, when Snapchat came out. Oh, I forgot that one. (laughs) So, yes, did I set up my Snapchat profile? Do I know about Snapchat advertising? Yes, because I want to be able to advise the business. Right. Here's the thing. The business, the executives, whoever is on social media, you don't have to be everywhere. Okay. It only makes sense uh, where your customers are and where they want you to be. Do you need to be listening and tracking conversations and knowing what are the hot button issues and who's driving conversations like your influencers? Yes, you definitely need to know that. But it's resources. So small businesses, it's so much better to be effective in less areas and to build stronger relationships Mm -hmm. and to see engagement that's going to come over your website that could turn into hopefully some kind of performance analytics that's Mm -hmm. leads and and maybe sales. Right. Um, But you know what? Wherever you are, it's about the business. You don't just want to be throwing out tweets or Facebook posts. So it is much more strategic and you always have to look at your resources. Right. So it is strategic. I was curious, does regular speaking communication factor into any of this when you're teaching your students? Does anybody have conversations anymore? Does anybody make phone calls? I mean, oh my, yeah, I hope so. I really do. Everything that I I put this in the book and and I know one of my answers is that yes, social media is wonderful and you can build relationships so that when you meet Mm -hmm. in person, it's a better relationship. You already know so much about your audience or that person, but there's nothing that's going to replace shaking hands or a hug or a pat on the back. Right. It's not the same thing. Well, emojis though, they seem to, you know, the emojis are out of control. People like sending emojis, you know, oh instead my gosh. of <laughs> there's, there's companies now. Um, I met with a, a startup company that actually analyzes, uh, emojis uh-huh. and emotions uh-huh. in posts. And there's 40, I think it's 42 different categories categories of emotions that people are having. And when you analyze that, you're able to maybe 
do advertising buys a little bit more strategically, or you can predict box office hits because you know emotions. So it's really interesting where we're going. I'm just curious, as from your perspective, teaching millennials, what do you, what have you learned from them? I mean, just as, as kids who, not kids, but college, college students who have grown up with social, like I didn't grow up with social media. I didn't even grow up with instant messenger. So it's, they communicate in a completely different way than the older generation does. Have you found that their communication is lacking in certain ways, but excelling in others that maybe we're not excelling in? I mean, just that, div- that cultural divide that exists. That is a, a fascinating question. And I have four millennials in my household. Right. Um, so I learn a lot from them. But the first part of your question is to say that whenever I mentor, I check my ego at the door. I put away my years of experience and I actually, I now prepare questions for anybody that I'm mentoring. And I've learned so much from millennials. Like what? Okay. So for example, I remember sitting with one student, she was asking, I don't know if I should go into the agency world, or maybe I want to start in-house. And we started talking about reaching millennials and where millennials congregate. Next thing I knew, I was getting a lesson on Snapchat. Ah. And that was such a good lesson. Right. Um, I was interviewing somebody, Mm -hmm. we're having a pre-call and she was talking about how um, some of their digital videos go on Facebook watch. And I thought to myself, what's Facebook watch? Right. That's what I said. It just launched about a month ago. And I said, Facebook watch. So as soon as I was done with the call, I didn't have any millennials home. So I texted one of my millennials and I said, what is Facebook watch? And she said, mom, it's like, um, YouTube for Facebook. So you you can go and watch all these videos. And so I'm thinking to myself, wow, thank goodness (laughs) for millennials. I do think that, um, Millennials are are different Mm -hmm. than Gen X. They're certainly different than boomers. And I'm not even going to go into Gen Z, which is younger. But millennials really want to focus on, you can excite them through causes. There's meaning behind what excites them and emotion. Um, They work really hard, but it's almost... It's what they want, what they find that uh, helps the planet, what Mm. is sustainable. So I think a lot of brands really have to understand where they're coming from and what is important, just like any audience, because that's what's going to build the relationship. I wonder where the future is going to go. And I look forward to your seventh, eighth, and ninth book, because communication is going to (laughs) change. It's totally going to change. There's going to be more answers. So we'll look look to you for the update. Uh, The book is great, and it just touches upon things as, you know, communication is constantly changing. So it's important to to keep up, so they say. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you very much. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.